Come on now, somebody keep your hands up. Somebody keep your hands up. But say something with your mouth. Come on, somebody put your hands up and tell him how much you love him. I see world changers. I see history makers. I see disciples. I see documentation. I see stories being written. I see lives being changed. I see the call of God. I see the purposes of God. I see the potential of God. Tonight, if you know that you love Jesus with all your heart and all your soul, somebody give him a cray-cray, crazy, crazy praise. Don't stop. 30 seconds. 30 seconds of thunder. 20 more seconds. Somebody's getting their miracle right now. Somebody's being healed right now. Somebody's being delivered right now. 10 more seconds. Nine, eight. Somebody's being set free. Five, four, three, two. Come on, give it all to him right now. Yes. Yes. My God. My God. That's crazy. You guys and your worship raised the temperature of this room for all that worship. I prophesied over your worship team yesterday after many people were eating and many people went home and some were still being prayed for. We prophesied they all began to weep. I asked Pastor Tom if I could pray over them and they, they all gathered right here. Tears began to run down their faces. And the Spirit of the Lord said that to me that they had already, some of them already begun to write songs and the Lord was speaking to them and the Holy Spirit was speaking to them and I told them that there was a sound within them that's about to come out and I'm talking about albums I'm talking about worship I'm talking about stuff that you will be able to give to your friends right out of your car, right out of your backpack right out of your, your uh, satchel in your side of your door and we began to pray together and worship there's a sound in this church I said there's a sound in Tri-Cities there's a sound and an anointing on every single one of your voices I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that he was going to give you eyes to evangelize that you this you're gonna see your friends and people perishing and having no hope and he said that the garden has been given eyes to evangelize in other words you're going to plunder hell and populate heaven i said you're going to plunder hell and populate heaven and all we have to do is open our mouth and be bold and loving and kind and in a world right now where there seems to be no hope and culture has gone crazy it seems wild right now you are the history makers you're the disciples 
You are the ones that are going to spread the word. Last night, we shook it off. Last night, if somebody was here, somebody shout at the top of your lungs right now. Somebody, somebody shout. On the count of three, shake it off and do that motion like we talked about yesterday. One, shout it loud, shake it off. Two, and move that arm. Three, go, shake it off. Turn and high five your neighbor and give him a big clap, a big shout, a big high five, a big hug around the neck. Worship team, whoa, 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 prophesy. I haven't heard you play since back in the day when I had dark hair and spiky. Well, let's do this quickly and let's, uh, Pastor said, get up here. He said, get up here and you take it. And I was like, oh my gosh, let's just fall over together. Come on, somebody. Can I have that little teaching stand? And uh, are y'all ready? Just, it's just a revival word. It's not like, it's not like it's a revival word. Today I want to talk to you on one subject, one, one book. And in my, in my reading, in my planning, uh, my daily reading, literally I am in um, Genesis. So I want you to go to Genesis. They told the guys in the back, man, I'm about, my voice is going crazy right now. Come on. How many of you love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your crazy so we shook it off last night. We talked about the bite, and we talked about Paul and the same hand that got bit. God used that same hand to bless. A whole island, like all of Tri-Cities, and the chief of those islands, of all those barbarians, was dying of the flux and fever. That is dysentery disease. And we learned last night that when Paul shook it off, right after that, those men literally in your Bible said, I want to give everyone who wasn't here a little recap, and there's a couple people who weren't here last night, but we learned last night that um, people always will look at you and say, ooh, they're going to swell up from that bite and they're going to die. The barbarians looked at Paul, called him a murderer, and he had murdered Christians, and they didn't know him, they didn't, but what kind of, what to, what kind of declaration is that over a guy like the Apostle Paul, when the snake bites you, they expected him to swell up and die. And after looking at him for a long time, they said he's not dying. He's not, he's not going to die from the bite. He said, he looks like God. Some of your versions say he looked like a God. He shook it off. He went to the chief of the island, laid hands on him with the same hand that was bit. Blessed. The same, you've been bit, I've been bit. We talked about that and we shook it off. And then a whole island of people who were dying of diseases, they started bringing them to Paul. And the same hand that you got bit on will be the same hand that you bless this city with. I need somebody to give the Lord a cray-cray praise like that. Somebody lift up a hand and say, God's going to use me. Come on, somebody lift up your hand and wave and say, God's going to use me. We said the same two points last night. The same hand that gets bit was the hand that blessed that whole island. Those people got healed. And then we said the second point, wherever you're persecuted in, is the area that you're going to about to be promoted in. Then we saw a lot of hands go up of people who have been persecuted 
but God said you're going to be promoted in those areas where you feel persecuted, finances, marriage, relationship, uh, something like that. It was a great, and people flooded the altar. Tonight, I want to read one chapter. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Father, we pray for this time of the word, and we're just going to focus on one thing tonight and what you spoke and what you did. May their eyes be opened, and God, that we walk out of this room and think your revival's not over. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody put a hand up and say, revival's not over. I'm alive. I'm passionate. I'm on fire. God, say it with an attitude. Go. I'm on fire. Now, if we can just walk down the hallway of Walmart and say, I'm on fire. Let's just read it together. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We're just going to roll fast. And the earth was without form, without void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The earth was without form and void. There's chaos. T.D. Jakes has a wonderful message on chaos. I'm not preaching on chaos. But I do want to say this. It is possible for you to be a believer, for you to be a Christian, and to be living in chaos in your life. It is possible for there to be darkness. And the Holy Spirit can come and hover over that chaos and that without form and void and without, I mean, the, how many of you are thankful for the Holy Spirit? Come on, somebody. He brings order. I promise you, you've never seen Genesis like this. So then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And if you don't have your Bible, just look at the sky Bible because it's big. We'll keep rolling. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the, the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning was the first day. Then God said, let the firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters, which were above the firmament, and it was so. And he called the firmament heaven... So the evening and the morning were the second day. Let's see what else God does. Then God let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Once you notice that God said, God said, God said, and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called the seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herbs and the herb that yields seed and the fruit, tree, the, the, the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was, somebody say, it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit uh, whose seed is in itself according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Here we go. Then God said, let the lights of the firm, in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament in the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was, someone say it with me, so... 
God, time came out of God. God created time is what we just read about. Then God made two great lights, the great, greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. How long has it been since you read Genesis 1? It's going to be an awesome. How many of you are expectant tonight? Come on. I need to hear somebody's expectant. Miracles. He, God made two lights. Go back one just for a second to rule the the greater to rule the day and the lesser to rule the night. And he set, made it, made the stars also. God set in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. I surely like these big letters better, Pastor Tom, than my Bible letters are so small. So the evening and the morning were the four. How many of you love your pastor with all your heart? Come on. <laughs> pastor Shelby, Pastor Tom. Love you guys so much. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Just a couple more days because I want you to see just the first chapter. Then God said, let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures. And let the birds fly above the earth and across the face of the firmament of the heavens. And so God created the sea creatures and every living thing that moves, which the waters abounded according to their kind. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply upon the earth. So the evening and the morning were the how many days? Fifth day. Let's do the six and here we go. So God said, everyone say, God said. God said. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps. There's some creeps on the earth, and we need to get them saved. Come on, somebody. But he hadn't created man yet, but every creeping thing on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Trinity right there, talking. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created, he created him male and female. He created them. Have you ever realized that Adam and Eve are pr present in chapter 1? Where were Adam and Eve? I'm going to show you in just a second. They were present right here. So God created them, male and female. He blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful. Go have some babies and multiply. Get busy. Fill the earth. Come on, somebody. And subdue it. You know, be fruitful and multiply. Adam and Eve, he's like talking to Adam and Eve. What's going on? Well, I thought in chapter 2, the dust and the rib and put them to sleep. And he did. But it's right here in chapter 1. Fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We're almost done. And God said, see, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. He's talking to them. And it was... So, also every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to every creeping, everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was 
Someone say it with me. So, how many of you are thankful for the word of God? Somebody shout and thank the Lord right there. 31, one more verse. And God saw everything he made, and indeed it was, someone say, very good. Someone say, very good with an attitude, a good attitude. Very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And then God rests on the seventh. I am so thankful for the word of God. I want to talk to you tonight about potential. Let the waters bring forth. God spoke to each and every mass. For everything that we eat was already in the ground and he told the ground to loose what was already in it. God didn't name, uh, he didn't say, uh, let there be Pluto, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Adam named animals later. Adam named birds later. Adam named the giraffe and the animals later. And he had authority over the garden. But God didn't say to the... These are, this is going to be its name in all the universes. Man did that. God spoke to the potential of the heavens... Because within the potential of the heavens, of that mass, were stars and planets and universes. Someone say potential. Someone say potential. Someone shout potential with a good attitude. Go, potential. He didn't say, let there be tuna, cod, sea bass, and, 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 and all the fish. He didn't name them. Adam did later. So he calls to the waters... They divide and the firmaments gather and then he speaks and God said and it came forth because within the waters was the potential. Oh my God, come on somebody. In the water was the potential for all the fish and all the, and all the animals and all the, the things that needed to come forth from it. God spoke to its potential and said, let it go. Tonight, Last night after shaking it off, tonight I want to speak to the potential. Where was Adam and Eve? Inside of God. Inside of the heart of the Father. Inside of the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit hovered over these masses that were created and there was chaos and without form and void. And then God begins to speak. And how powerful are your words when you speak? I need to hear something. How powerful are words? God speaks to the potential and stars and universes are still going after he spoke and called forth light. He didn't name them. He didn't put the names on them. Adam did later. But God is speaking to the potential. I want to ask you something tonight. What was God's potential? You were God's potential. Oh my God. Mankind was his potential. How I many you know God's got some pretty big jamming potential? Come on. And he created you in his image. Male and female, he created he, them, and they were. Now, he's talking to them. He's speaking, declaring he is God. Yes, there was rib and breath and dust coming in the next chapter and then the next chapter, but they were there. 
Because you have always been God's potential. Oh my God, you are God's potential. Someone put your hand on yourself and say, I am God's potential. I need you to say it real loud. I am God's potential. Someone shout potential with an attitude. One, two, three. Potential with an attitude. Revival this week. And if it continues, I'm just not going to go home. I told my wife I might not get to go home. I was in another revival that was in Charisma Magazine. It lasted for almost four weeks. And Marlando came and we could not go home. Hundreds of teenagers getting saved. Hundreds of college agers getting saved. A church, a church birthed out of a youth ministry. And it was crazy. And Marlando came and Marlando said, Revival, revival is a renewed zeal for God. Ain't that right, Rich and Scotty? Ain't that right? Revival is a renewed zeal for God. I will never forget that revival, not being able to go home for a month. Someone say potential. potential. Almost done tonight. That is how you got here. God speaks to what holds it, and whatever holds it has to let it go. God speaks to what holds it, and whatever holds you has to let So Jesus is crying, and he hears that he after he hears that Lazarus is dead, and and he, he gets up there, and family's there, and cousins, and people are weeping, and Jesus begins to weep because Lazarus, his relative, is dead. And he walks up, and they're like, "Jesus, he's dead. He's gone." Jesus is crying, and he he says, "Lazarus." I'm so glad he said Lazarus. Because if he just would have said, come forth, every dead person would have got up right then. That's how powerful the word of God is and how powerful the word of God is inside of you. Jesus had to contain himself and say, Lazarus, and only Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. And the disciples were like, Lord, he stinketh. Don't do it. He stinks. He's like, loose him from the, from the grave closer. Like, oh my God, you stink, Lazarus. They unwrapped him. When God calls something forth, whatever's holding it or us or you has to be let go. Even death has to let go if Jesus... Disease has to let go... Whatever's holding, the potential of God resides in every single one of you. Every bridge that spanned any ocean or sea, any building built, and the tallest scrapers and skyscrapers and jet engines and flight in general, the plague, bubonic plague, and tuberculosis, all the... All of the, what healed those diseases in that day when those plagues had to be destroyed were resided inside of men. Everything that you see has come out of the hearts and the potential of men. Buildings and technology. and God said it when they were building the tower. Let's go down and see 
He said, let's go down and see. Look, this one, this site, these, the Trinity, another place where the Trinity goes down there looking. What were they doing? Hovering around the tower? Come on, somebody. God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit looked, and they said, ooh, if men put their minds together, they can accomplish anything. And it was not time for them to reach the heavens with a tower for worship. And God knocked down the tower and split up their languages, but they went down to see the sight. They went down to see these guys can do it. They're like coming up here. Come on, somebody. The potential in man and women, medicines and stuff to heal and expand and lengthen life and cars and jet engines and flight and everything that you see. The way, we, the way food is grown and what they've done with seed since seed came into being has been amazing. All because of the potential of men and women. Do you believe in yourself? that way that you are God's potential I see you shaking your heads do you believe that revival can cause you to understand that you are God's potential in the earth people get saved because of people God still uses people in his plan if I were God I would use a rock because rocks don't talk back they cry out that there is a living God trees lift up their branches and deer pant after God like water but men and women we talk back but God still chooses to use men and women and boys and girls to bring the hope of the gospel how many of you love Jesus with all your heart somebody shout yes Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout yes. You are God's potential. Your marriage is God's potential. Your singleness is God's potential. You at your job is God's potential. You and your finances or the lack thereof is still God's potential. You and your job change is God's potential. You and your education is God's potential on the planet. I'm so glad. That God uses people today in his plan. And, and I am one in them. And so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm. Left arm. Right foot. Left foot. That's a kid. That's a kid's song. He spoke to the potential. He speaks to what holds it, and whatever holds it has to let it go. Make sure you get that in your notes. Almost done. And this is how you got here. Let me say this real clear. You did not get here by your mama and your daddy sharing a milkshake out of two straws. You did not get to the planet because your mama and your daddy shared a mix, milkshake with two straws. You got here because God looked in a mirror and said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. God looked at himself and knew that his potential was to bring forth something in its, in, oh my God, to bring forth someone in his likeness. Not a tree, not a herb, not a seed, not, not just water, not just stars, not just fish. He, man, someone's excited tonight. You are God's potential. This revival is all about potential. You are God's potential. And man came out of God because we are God's potential. So God spoke to himself and he had to turn. God 
I, I don't even know if I can do that. God spoke to himself. Someone say, turn me loose. Someone shout, turn me loose. God speaking to himself says, Scotty. God's looking at himself. He says, Tom. Shelby. Marlando. Now, maybe he wasn't running around like that. But something was going on where God was... What does that dude think about? You. I know my thoughts towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, thoughts to give you a hope and an expected future. His thoughts are as the sand that... Now, come on, somebody, you can clap. We don't do no golf claps in here. No golf claps. Good shot. Good shot. God looked at himself and then released what was his potential. You can say, well, God created everything. I, I agree with that. But that everything came out of those masses that he spoke and the Holy Spirit had to hover. You might be a believer tonight, like last night we shook it off, and you are a Christian and a believer. And I want to ask, I don't want to, tonight I don't want to say, like, uh, uh, I want to tell you this. I know you're saved. You're probably born again, been baptized in water. But you know what revival does? It makes people align or orbit their life, or align their life. I'm not going to ask if you're saved tonight, or born again, or I'm not even going to ask if you love Jesus, because I've seen people who love Jesus up in here, up in here. Come on, somebody. But what I do want to ask you tonight is, do you as a couple, do you as a single man, do you as a grandfather, do you as a youth and a college ager, do you as a ministers that are in here, do you align your life to the purposes of the kingdom. I don't know why I'm stomping. It sounds really cool. Revival makes us realign. Get the passion back. I've been stale. I've been, you, you I'm speaking as us when I say that. You know, I've been, you know, a little backslidden or struggling in areas and revival causes we know we're saved we know we're born again we know where we're going and we know we love Jesus but that does not mean you align your family and your children and everything to the purposes of the kingdom of God and that come on somebody give the Lord some praise that is what revival is about oh I've been in church my whole life I've been there my whole I was right I cut my teeth on the back pew I fell asleep there with my parents that does not mean that your life and your family has aligned itself to the. One of my spiritual fathers, I'll be speaking again at Potter's House, Denver. One of my spiritual fathers, Bishop T.D. Jakes, uh, told me a long time ago, he said, Scotty, study till you're full. Pray till you're hot. Study till you're full. Pray till you're hot. And then let yourself go. I'm prayed up. I'm studied up. 
and I'm just going to go ahead and let myself go these past couple nights. And God's potential, you shake that thing off. You shake off. You get over that stuff, the hurts and the pain that we talked about last night. And your potential is God stuff. You, what is all things are possible to those that are in Christ Jesus? When you look up all in the Greek, it means all. Someone say, all things are possible. possible. Someone shout it, one, two, three. All things are possible. And then we go out of here and go, yeah, but I don't know if all things are possible. I mean, I believe that some things are possible, but, but Pastor Scotty and bro, Pastor Tom and Pastor Marlando, I don't believe that all things are possible. Talk to the hand, because the face don't understand. <laughs> Someone shout, potential! potential! You are God's potential in the earth. And man came out of God because we were God's potential. So God spoke to himself and he let and turned me and you loose. Because I was on the inside of God. You were on the inside of God. God spoke to himself and turned Scotty Gurley loose. On the count of three, I want you to shout your first name. And I want you to shout it like this. God has turned and your name, loose. First and last name, not middle initial. Come on, somebody. Not middle name, and if you have two or three, we don't want to hear it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> this is already going to sound like tongues when we do this, but I want you to shout on the count of three. God has turned Scotty Gourlay, but you say your name as loud as you can. Just two names. <laughs> First and last. Ready? Are you ready? On the count of three, say God has turned and your name loose. Ready? One, better be loud. Two, are you ready? Two and a half. Ready? Three. God has turned Scotty loose. Now praise him right now. Come forth. God said, let it be. Come forth. Come forth. Garden, come forth. Mama, come forth. Dad, come forth. Minister, come on somebody. Come forth. Come forth. And it was, and it was, and it was, somebody shout and clap and praise the Lord right now. I'm sweating like a, high five somebody say what you're so excited about. So when God wants something, he talks to what's holding it back. Something's holding you, and you haven't talked to it. So we got people who got stuff going on, but they're not talking to their stuff that's going on. You got to talk to it, because the power of life and death is in your tongue. You got to speak to that mountain. Be moved, cast into the sea. The Spirit of God was hovering Because you can't bring order until you talk to it. You have to speak it. I was done with cocaine. I was done with the curses over my family. I was done with generational stuff. 
And I did not want to end up divorced like my mom and dad five times. And my mom had two living, seven men. My dad had five women. And I told you last night, he divorced his last wife and married her older sister, Helen. Someone say that's jacked up. I just celebrated last Saturday, 33 years married to Jamie Gurley. 33 years. Eight grandbabies. All, all six of my siblings have been married twice. All of them broke up except for my baby brother Johnny, one time divorced, but all of them for extramarital affairs. And me, I'm still sleeping with my secretary. Her name is Jamie Gurley. I've never hired a secretary in all these years because I'm only sleeping with one. Come on, somebody. That was funny. I hope she's watching. God is hovering by his spirit over this revival. He's hovering to bring order to chaos and revive you and revive us. And the reason I feel like I've been up here for a couple nights with my eyeballs popping out of my head, come on somebody, and my veins in my neck during worship, just shouting and worshiping with them, let me tell you this. It's because I'm trying to help you to understand that the word of God gets in your heart and you and into your mouth and then you speak it. Spiritual things into a dimension that is unlimited. Someone say unlimited. It's in your heart, you speak it with your mouth, and it gives up what Jesus died on the cross for. It, when it gets in your heart and in your mouth, and you start speaking things, it gives up what Jesus died on the cross for, and it brings it into your life. Listen, when I saw Jamie, and she was driving in a 65 Mustang, and she had her cheerleading outfit on, and she had her megaphone in the front seat, and her pom-poms, and I'm riding my motorcycle. It was a Yamaha, and Yamaha, it was before I had a Harley, and I was riding next to her, and I saw her. I said, hey, pull over. She pulled over at Sonic, and I got out, and I took a picture of myself in my wallet, and I wrote on the back of it, I had an afro and long hair. And I said, hey, Jamie, it was a pleasure to meet you. And I hope that we can become friends. Love you, Scooter. <laughs> That's my nickname because I wrestled, and I wrestled in the Marine Corps, and I wrestled in high school, and I had a great sit-out, and I could scoot on the mat. And I wanted her to come to my wrestling matches after that. I didn't know that I would marry her, but I sure I'm glad I married her. Come on, somebody. I got saved because of her. Jamie, I love you. When you, when you do watch this, I love you. Everyone say, hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. You are using the keys of the kingdom of heaven at revival to unlock things into your life. And this brings a whole new perspective of Genesis 1 to the Word of God. This brings a whole new perspective about, talk, about taking ground. Revival brings a whole new perspective uh, to my devotional time after revival and your devotional time. Revival brings a whole new perspective to your Bible study. Revival brings a whole new level to your worship. Come on, somebody. Revival brings a whole new level to your prayer and your fasting. And revival brings a whole new level to why we go to church. Come on, somebody. And why you chose a church and why you chose this church. Because you don't 
don't choose a church or a place where the word of God is being is, is weak and, and, and anemic. You choose a place where the word of God is being thundered from the pulpit. You choose a place where the word of God is brought with truth and passion and power and fire. I love that Pastor Tom just tells you how it is. We're a lot alike. We're like Bopsy twins. I mean, he just, I'm like, God, you, you're just like me. I'm scared. <laughs> Not really. We had a lot, we've been having lots of fun. He's my friend. Okay, let's land this plane so we can pray because I want to pray for you and the potential inside of you and come to the altar. I don't know if it's the last night or not, but if we go again, I'm not going home. I, I just, I'm just going to tell my wife, you can handle Sunday. <laughs> when you are in your darkest hour, you can speak the word and heaven will give up that thing that you need in your life. You can pull it down from heaven, but you've got to speak the word because God said to speak the word of God is nigh you, even in your mouth to speak it. Someone needed to hear this tonight about potential. You shook it off last night. And you, and you after revival, are ready for more. Someone shout more. Come on, somebody. Somebody stand up right now. Somebody stand up right now. Somebody stand up right now and shout more. Someone shout, hey! Someone get your hands up and praise him out loud for 15 seconds. Now! Yes! More, Lord! More! More fire! More passion! More zeal! Stay standing, stay standing. Worship team, come on up. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Remain standing. Put your stuff on your chair. There's a lot of you who have the Holy Spirit and God in your life, but there's still a lot of chaos. Healing was happening. And as these guys start playing, because you sort of don't even have words. And some people don't even know what to say, so they dance or they juke, they jerk, or they skip or run around the building because they, they want to say something, but they just lose their mind and they just, whoo. some people fall over, some people bow down, some people jump up and down, some people just cry, and I'm not talking about just crying, I'm talking about booger crying, come on somebody, in your generation, you know what a hot mess is, come on somebody, when you're just a hot mess, I'm just a hot mess right now, that's what's been happening at Revival, you have become a hot mess all over the place, boogers and tears, passion and fire, you are God's potential. Genesis 1 tells us that the Holy Spirit can be there, but you can still be going through chaos. We want God to be upset at our, because we're in time, time is linear and time is inside of him and we're here and all this is going on. We, we want to get God frustrated about what we're going through. But he will not get frustrated. Come on, somebody. 
and, and we, we talk to God like he doesn't know. Do you not know? see what's going on? God sees the whole parade. You ever been to a parade? And the first banner and the drums, boom, 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 boom. Weird clowns, come on, somebody. With what's going on now, it's even weirder. The little guys with a funny hat and the little cars and the throwing candy. Then a band, then a loud fire engine. Whoa, whoa. And then another high school band, a junior high band that didn't sound very good, but your kid was in it. You were so excited. The lady driving by, the queen of the city, waving her hand on some car that was really cool with banners. Then, another, then tanks and the National Guard. And then the mayor. Hey. More, more stuff and more candy and more fun and more bands. And then it goes by. And we see life like this. Yeah, here it comes, there it is, and there it goes. And God sees life up in a helicopter like a sky view, and he sees your life here where it started. Come on, somebody. And he sees everything all the way over to here. And if God... If this was your life, just use my Bible for a second. If this was your life and God walked up to you and goes, I want to show you all that's going to happen to you in one glimpse. Blam! You'd go. Oh, no. Oh, no, God. That was too much. Oh, no. I will not serve you. There's no way I'm going to go through that hell. Oh. So God, man, I fell over pretty quick right there. So God shows you one season at a time. And we grow and we grow. And because he knows the potentials inside of us and the potentials inside of you. Maybe the enemy has said... You have no potential. Give up. Back down. Back off. Kill yourself. Stay angry the rest of your life. Because everybody's going to push your buttons. But tonight, that last night, the shake it off. And tonight, the potential of this church. The potential of you. The potential of the team here. The potential of the elders and the board, the potential of the tech team and the children's ministry and the potential of the lights and sound and the potential of everybody doing everything. And then when you're at school and when you're at work, I want someone to say, I am God's potential. Say it like you mean it. Go. Say it. Everybody say it. This side, say it. Everybody real loud, say it. Go. I am God's potential. My God. And he spoke it. And it was. And it was good. He loves you. And you are so good to him. He loves you so much that he sent his son to die. He took me out of being, like I told you last night, a hoe. Not a ground moving instrument, a hoe but a loose, stupid person who did not know Christ, 
because of Jamie, Jesus came into my heart and he filled my hole. And when he fills your hope, you ain't a hoe no more. Some of you can relate, but I won't ask you who. But how many of you are glad? Because we all have holes in our souls. But we are God's potential in our worst, darkest hour. Like the earth and the elements thereof and the land and the water and the heavens. He saw all the chaos and he saw all of it. And then he began to speak to it. During this revival, whether it goes another night or five more nights. Tonight, I'm going to ask you to respond. And to speak to that potential inside of you. Parents, start speaking to the potential of your children. I spoke over Brandon and Rochelle and Adam. I spoke over them when they were younger. That the generational curses of my family will not come on you. My son's been married 10 years. My other son's been married six. My daughter's been married six. And they are serving God in the kingdom. God told me if you take care of my kids, Scotty, I will take care of your kids. So I did youth ministry for 24 years. And God took care of my kids. Speak to the potential at your work. When you get to work, lay your hand on the post when you walk to work. And this is the doorpost of your work. And say, oh yes, you are blessed because I am here. My crazy boss, I need a pay raise. God speak to my boss because I speak to the potential of this place of business. Or maybe you want to start a business and you speak to the potential inside of you to start a business. Or maybe go back to school and you might be like, I'm 99 years old. I don't know if I can do it. The fire in his eye did not grow dim. Moses had that fire in his eye. Eli let it go out. But Moses and those guys and Noah, ooh. Remember I told you last night? Ooh. They thought you would swell up and die. But they didn't understand the potential that is inside of every believer. I'm going to count to three. And you move as fast as you can up here. And we'll get Pastor Tom and everybody up here. One, two, three. Come up. And I don't care where you're at in life. I don't care what. I do care what you're going through. But, but, but you want to speak to the potential. I don't, I don't care if you're a leader. I don't care if you're a pastor. And uh, Jolly and me and you and Marlando. We're going to. We're going we to. And the ministers that are here are going to. This, this, I don't know if it's going to go on tomorrow night and next Monday, but I may not be going home for a little while. And that's okay with me because you are a revivalist and I'm a revivalist. Even though you might think, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay in my seat. I'm okay. Sometimes moving. And that's okay if you do. There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. But do something tonight. All the ministers, Marlando and Pastor Jolly's here and some of the other pastors come on close your eyes worship team you sing you lead worship what you feel in your spirit right now and uh, we're just going to lay hands someone lift up your hands with me I'm going to pray over you then I'm going to join the pastors and and uh, uh, and we're going to lay and prophesy lay hands on you and prophesy fathers we lift up our hands even in our chairs even from the front to the back and the side to side they love you God
whether they're up front or standing at the door. Come on, lift up your hands real high. Father, I thank you for the potential. And we speak to that potential. We spoke to the potential of the worship team last night as I prophesied. And now tonight as we lift our hands and Marlando and Pastor Jolly and Pastor Tom and myself and others, we come and just pray for you before you go home. We speak, but you got to speak. We say, but you have to say. We declare, but you have to declare. And the Bible says if you decree a thing, it shall be established. So you got to do some decreeing tonight. Decree right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, say this with me. Lord Jesus, close your eyes real tight and say, Lord Jesus. Really loud, say, Lord Jesus. I am your potential. And I speak over my life the call of God, the purposes of God, the kingdom purposes of God over me, over my family, over my future family. I wanted to include the singles and the youth in that, right? I declare, someone say, I declare passion. Fire, Fire. focus, Focus. zeal. Zeal. I am a revivalist. I I have have your potential potential. inside of me. Now say it loud. I speak speak. to that potential potential. to come out, out. to to grow and prosper and flourish in the name of Jesus. Somebody say it. In the name of Jesus. Come on, worship team. Come on, start singing that worship.